This is Come and See by Father Ron Baird for April 22nd, 2011, Good Friday. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 18, verses 1 through chapter 19, verse 42. The message is by Mother Nancy Stanton. May the words of my mouth be always acceptable to you, my God and my Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. As we think about the first two readings that Anne read this morning, the Old Testament reading from Isaiah and the psalm, we find that there are two common themes that are well expressed by the source of particularly the first reading from the book of Isaiah called the fourth song of the suffering servant. And our Lord became like one of us ultimately to suffer and die for us and to give us an example, an example of service to one another, which was well exemplified in yesterday's liturgy when he washed the feet of his disciples, a task that none of them were willing to undertake. If we look more closely at the readings, we'll see the theme of suffering repeated frequently. Isaiah foretells that the servant of Yahweh would be spurned and avoided by men, a man of suffering and accustomed to infirmity. In fact, as we just heard, rather than desiring to be royalty, one who wielded power, he came in great humility. Rather than desiring to be in his presence, his disciples fled at the beginning of the Passion. And Peter, as he had predicted, Peter, who was going with him to the death. Peter, who would never forsake him, was so human. And Jesus had told him that he would deny him three times. And he did. Though his suffering, yet it was for our infirmities that he bore our suffering that he endured, but he was pierced for our offenses and crushed for our sins. And upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And by his stripes, we are healed. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many and their guilt he shall bear. One of the things which we need to remember at all times is the enormity of God's love for us. It's really hard to wrap your head around. It just seems almost inconceivable. One of my favorite authors, if not my favorite, is C.S. Lewis. And the first book I ever read by him was the one called The Four Loves. 
It's based on the four Greek words for love, which are affection, friendship, eros, and agape. In his discussion of agape or charity, which is perfect love of God for us, he says the following. This is a paragraph that has stayed with me since I first read it some 40 years ago. God, who needs nothing, loves into existence wholly superfluous creatures in order that he may love and perfect them. He creates the universe already foreseen, or should we say seen, since there is no tense in God, the buzzing cloud of flies around the cross, the flayed back pressing against the uneven stake, the nails driven through the messy old nerves, the repeated incipient suffocation as the body droops, the repeated torture of the back and arms, as it is time after time, for breath's sake, hitched up. If I may dare the biological image, God is a host who deliberately creates his own parasites and causes us to be that which we may exploit and take advantage of him. Herein is love. This is a diagram of love himself, the inventor of all loves. I think you will agree that that's a powerful paragraph which summarizes what we just heard Deacon Eric read in today's gospel. This is the love of a creator who foresaw before one atom of life existed that if he created humanity in his own likeness, that it would someday lead to the cross with all of its attendant of pain, all of its humiliation and shame and suffering, in order to better understand the extent of this suffering, if you haven't seen Mel Gibson's The Passion, I really suggest that you do, the extent of his suffering before you see that is beyond comprehension and after you see it is truly beyond comprehension. And notwithstanding all of this suffering which he would endure, the word of God proceeded with his creation out of his limitless love for his creatures. So why did Jesus sacrifice himself on our behalf? Because, as he told his disciples, there is no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. There is no greater love, no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. Life is the most precious gift that God has given us. And to give it up for another is the ultimate sacrifice. This is the sacrifice of Shannon Wright, a school teacher in Jonesboro, Arkansas, who saved the life of one of her students by dying in her place. 
such was the life of St. Maximilian in the concentration camp of World War II when he offered his own life so that another man who had a family might live. But there's another reason why God's servant suffered as he did. As Paul points out in Hebrews, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who was tempted in every way as we are, and yet he never sinned. Because he suffered, Jesus can understand our pain and suffering. Whether we're suffering from arthritis or diabetes or cancer, he knows all about pain. If we are the object of scorn or being picked on or bullied for one reason or another or the object of prejudice, he understands our humiliation because he was mocked and he was spit upon. If we are ashamed because of something we've done to someone else. He understands our shame because he hung on the cross naked for the entire world to see. And it is said that there is no death that is worse than the death on a cross, which he endured alone and in shame. Assault can ultimately be made on the body. There is little doubt that one body can assault another and can even destroy it. The message of the crucifixion was intended to teach that it is not necessary to perceive any form of assault as persecution because our spirit cannot be persecuted unless we allow it to be. We are free to perceive ourselves as persecuted if we choose. But when you choose to react that way, you might remember that Jesus was persecuted as the world judges, and he did not accept this evaluation of himself. Because he did not accept it, he did not strengthen it but he strengthened his love for each of us. From the cross, his first words were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus has forgiven his killers. While he was on the cross, he forgave his killers. He converted a sinner that was dying by his side, and he arranged for his mother's future care with John. That love for others, that love for others came forth. Sometimes in our suffering, we're tempted to lash out at God for letting such a thing happen to us or to someone that we love. But when Jesus was mocked and scourged, he submitted and he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, or a sheep before the shelter shears, 
he was silent and opened not his mouth, as Isaiah says. Isn't it true that our problems seem easier to bear if we have the chance to talk them over with someone? If we can share them with someone else? And sometimes when we lend an ear to someone who's burdened and troubled, the first words we are tempted to say as we listen is, I understand. So it is with our God, but our God understands us. We can bring any, absolutely anything, We can bring all of our troubles to Jesus, and he will help us bear them. I get very frustrated with people who say, but God's too busy to listen to my problems. God is not like us. He doesn't get too busy to listen to problems. He is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days of the year to hear our problems, to answer them. And he pleads with us in scripture to bring our problems to him. Our God understands us. We can bring all of our problems to him and Jesus will help us bear them because he really understands And he really loves us unconditionally. And he showed that because he was willing to lay down his life for each of us so that our lives could be saved to be with him for all eternity. He tells us, come to me, all you that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. Why? Why would he want to do that? Because our God understands. Because our God loves us unconditionally. The message of the crucifixion and the implement of the horrific torture is really perfectly clear. It is love. The cross is the greatest sign of pure unconditional love that we have ever had or we ever will have. Thanks be to God. You have been listening to Come and See by Father Ron Baird. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Church in Lewis Center, Ohio. St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to come and see.